And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. Hey, Frank, a little birdie told me you don't need a satellite dish to get DirecTV. What's the little birdie? Was it Jimmy the Sparrow? It's a figure of speech. Point is, you can stream DirecTV over the internet now. Oh, sure. Next you're going to tell me those big birds are made of metal and filled with people, right? <laughs> you mean airplanes? Stream DirecTV without a satellite dish. Visit DirecTV.com. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. All right, everybody working up. Everybody's working. With that time, yours. It's kind of strange that we are here now just a few days removed from the Kansas City Chiefs' fourth consecutive AFC Championship game that will all have been hosted at Arrowhead Stadium. And guys, I've still spent more time looking backwards than I have looking forwards about these two games from last weekend to this upcoming one because it's going to be hard for Chiefs Bengals to have quite the firepower that Chiefs Bills did. I know we're all still kind of looking backwards a little bit, but is it finally time to put that Chiefs Bills VHS tape that we keep rewatching up on the shelf? Let me tell you why this is so much fun. Um, you can look back. By all means, do it until I guess Sunday at two o'clock. But you know, we've been doing this for a while now. Um, since this podcast has existed, they've they've at least reached the AFC Championship. So, ooh, should we get a cut? We should get a ring or something. I, I mean, you know, what could also say hopefully for Chiefs fans. In a couple days, few days, you could say since this podcast exists, the Chiefs have only <laughs> gone to the Super Bowl. Um, <laughs> so it's really, it's really cool, and I want Chiefs fans to like appreciate the fan base of their opponent because this is paradise for Cincinnati. It really is. Like anyone and everyone wants to talk to me about like just how happy they are. <laughs> The Bengals are in the AFC Championship. The Bengals have a chance to go to the Super Bowl. Again, that's a sentence I have never said in my 34 years of existence until this week. Um, and so from this, all the storylines are like just excitement and like, how did they get here? And like, wow, Joe Burrow is just, he's amazing, which is true. Um, and from the Chiefs standpoint, I got to tell you guys. It's a lot more interesting when you're when you're getting ready to cover a rematch where the team lost the first the first time versus like the Steelers where it's like wow they were better and they should be better again. Okay, when does kickoff start? <laughs> <laughs> There's a reason I picked that game to go to because like it's like well well for one I didn't I I was pretty sure they'd win but I also I mean I missed out on the chance to go to Chiefs Bills but I was like you know what. Most games I've been to at Arrowhead have been pretty close. I just want to go to one where, like, by the third quarter, I'm relaxed. And I definitely was by the third quarter against the Steelers. So it's a very different experience because they lost. I don't know if you guys have revisited that recently. That was a weird game. Yeah, it was. In just three weeks, I'd kind of forgotten. Like, Like, they ran, like, nine plays inside the two. Like... On that final drive, oh gosh, that pass interference I forgot about. 
on that 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 second to last drive. Like there were a lot of plays. I was like, oh good lord! Like I forgot how bad Jamar Chase's first touchdown was. <laughs> Where it's like, ah, oh, nuts! A first step. Wait, he's still running. Like, <laughs> oh, oh, no one's gonna catch him. <laughs> like, oh, oh can, can can I say something, Josh? Please. You know, you know, we are here as you know, reporters and analysts and broadcasters to just make sure that things are factual and then provide context and hopefully a little bit of entertainment uh, attached with it. In today's Zoom press conferences, both Steve Spagnuolo and LeJarrius Sneed were like, well, I mean, every ball he caught was contested. Every mm-hmm. ball, we was right there. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And then I wanted, you know, I was muted because... I do not have the authority to unmute myself. Um, I, I, People I wanted, don't understand how much press conferences are like middle school. Go ahead. Sorry. I just want to get I, that I, out there. I, I, I just, I mean, we was there. <laughs> All of them was contested. Every single one. Um, Coach, his first reception, there was no one near him. And no <laughs> one continued to be near him. And even after he was in the end zone. Um, Coach. The 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 Legarius, love you, man. Um, <clears throat> just want to just want to remind you that Dan Sorensen got lost in the time space continuum in the second <laughs> half. So, th- therefore, n- not every catch Jamar Chase had was was contested. Aside from those hundred and sixty yards and two touchdowns, though. <clears throat> <laughs> excuse me excuse me coach look i understand this is largely speaking perhaps a little bit of box score analysis but he did that game with 266 gd yards through the air and i just that just if, look man maybe your process was good but that's a pretty eye-popping result coach i'll sit back down yeah 266 and three is a lot man i don't know i'm just saying well that's this is why did I turn into morty from rick and morty oh jeez <laughs> bags oh jeez coach I don't know who you were, and I couldn't place it. So I'm gonna work on I that. I'm gonna. Oh, jeez, coach. Some some version of Tiny Tim, like. Oh, yeah. God bless us, coach. Each and every I, one. Of I us. thought you meant the singer, and so I was gonna say, uh, tiptoe past and Sorensen to the end zone for six more oh, points. No, we're only six minutes in through this. the defense. With um, me. This is this is why they this is why they press play. Let's be honest. <laughs> Yeah, this is yeah, yeah. This is why the people are here. <laughs> Those that remain tiptoe so, to the end zone is a pretty good this parody is, off the top. I just want credit for oh, that. That's oh, all. of that, course, that, that, it's was, that was excellent. That yeah, was excellent. Yeah. Um, my, on a side note, my thirteen-year-old son has gotten really good at imitating Mickey Mouse, Ooh. and so, but he'll like say like, and this sounds bad, but I swear he's doing it in humor like super violent stuff. <laughs> like, he's like. Oh, I'm gonna steal your children and kill them. And I'm like, oh, well, son. <laughs> son. He's, and, and the problem is, I'm laughing hysterically as I'm trying to tell him, like, son, you can't say stuff like that. And he's like, oh, I'm gonna gut you like a fish. And I'm like, where did you hear that from starters? What? So, anyway, that, that just reminded me of that. Oh, I don't know. My wife's no, I'm laughing. Oh, my gosh. Oh, it was so funny. Wow. So, here's the thing about like press conferences like that. It makes you miss like in person stuff. Cause if you recall, there was a pretty famous um, 
uh, well, he's not in media anymore because mm. he's jumped up. There's mm-hmm. a pretty famous follow-up question, and it would have been really nice if someone had said, well, I think I think we were right there in most of the catches. If one of you had been able to say, in what way? Like, <laughs> in what way were you right there, Coach? Because this is, I'm looking at this, and I, it's not actually 160. It's probably like 140 of his yards, 135, and two touchdowns. There was no one anywhere near, near him. This near and this man. Near this man. It's like, well, sure, yeah, he caught it in the middle of his own coverage. and But then Nick Bolton ran in and fell down, which, look, Chase is an alien. I get that. But, like, and then he, like, took out Matthew. And then Thornhill took an angle that I'm like, what are you doing? And then he was just gone. It's like, well, that that was less than ideal. Yeah. And then the Sorensen one, like, he caught that. And I have never been more sure in my life that someone was going to score a touchdown than I was in that moment. Like, oh, that, that plays over. Like... <laughs> So last week you saw Gabriel Davis standing in the end zone, both feet planted wide open, facing the ball with his hands up and out. And uh, and that less. was still less. You were still less certain at that moment. Yeah. Less of a sure thing because he could have at least dropped it. Unless Chase. Now, to be fair, we have seen a receiver just voluntarily drop the phone. Or drop the phone. Sorry, I read a, I read an email as I said that stupid email popped up. Just voluntarily drop the ball. I think it was Deontay Johnson as he's running. It's just like oh, the ball fell out. Which so I'm not saying it can't happen, but I I am terrified of this Bengals game. Not because I think the Chiefs Ooh. are not a better team. I think they are. Um, a lot of weird things had to happen for the Bengals to win that game by a field goal, and that was with the Chiefs. The Chiefs played like a B plus game. They didn't play like, well, they played like a B. Well, they played like a B game. But anyway, they, the Chiefs went playing an A minus B plus game, should win. But I'm really, really scared that like the Chiefs are looking at that tape and like, ah, we were right there. I think, I think if we try it again, it's going to go different. And I want to be, remember, we talked about this. I, an NFL team should pay me a million dollars. To be able to just ask the what's the worst that could happen question, right? Just mm-hmm. one time during a meeting mm-hmm. and they have to answer it. Because in this case, I'd say, Steve, Steve, I want you to think. What's the worst that could happen? The exact same thing. Mm. And so I- I'm nervous. I'm nervous. The nerves have caught up because it's finally becoming real. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. if that makes sense. So, and also, I would just like to go ahead and put the number out here. Two forty-one would Good be the uh, would be the single game uh, receiving record in the playoffs. So, if Jamar oh. Chase just wants to try to get there, he'd pass up Eric Molds. Uh, he yeah, uh, he put up two forty in nineteen ninety-nine. So we can keep an eye on that. Um, but uh, Cooper Cooper Cup has sixteen. He's sixteenth with that game against the Bucks. One eighty-three. Uh, Look at all, that. Always open. Oh hey, uh, you know what? I also just realized. Uh, number nine is Gabriel Davis. <laughs> oh crap! <laughs> well, that's the now, now that, that was, was one a little of the different. ten greatest playoff receiving games of all time by yardage. That's and that's what gets me nervous. No, that was a lot of miscommunications. Of I don't think no, Davis just, gets all of those with Matthew. But I'm nervous. I'm nervous because that uh, that. Well, I I think you I think you've tiptoed around it tiptoed around the subject, uh, but I. <laughs> I want to make sure I'm hearing you correctly because I want to hear from both of you guys on this. What is it that's making you nervous if you are? For you, Seth, it's that it's that they will not, in very un-Chiefs-like fashion, that, that the coaching staff may not learn from their mistakes. Is that what you're kind of what you're most nervous about, or just weird bleep happening? I I'm most nervous about not learning from their mistakes. We've seen how Patrick Mahomes is playing this playoffs. Yes. 
Mm-hmm. Um, Good. Some would say. He's, yeah, some are saying. He, he's, <laughs> some are saying. And we've seen how he plays. We are enough playoff games in now to see that Patrick Mahomes plays well in the playoffs. Like, really, really well. Not just, like, well, like his normal. Like, you go into every game with Mahomes assuming he's going to play well. Mm-hmm. Playoffs, it's at another level. Has been every single performance. It's like, oh, the Super Bowl. No, he was awesome in the Super Bowl. Like, we've all acknowledged that now. Thank goodness. Um, and just everything else let him down. Fine. But what makes me nervous is they're just such, it looks so obvious to me. There's a reason why the, the article I, I last wrote on this about, you know, keep it simple, stupid. Like mm-hmm. the solutions look so obvious to me that I'm worried that it's like on the level of why is Dan Sorensen still playing hundred percent of the snaps obvious because Spags, is a very good defensive coordinator that is also very set in his ways. And that's what has me nervous is that this is a particular matchup that they should be able to win doing the most basic stuff. Mm-hmm. And I'm worried that they're going to say, nope, we do our thing. This is who we are. Similar to like, you know, the Ravens until this year, continuing to blitz Mahomes into oblivion. Only that oblivion was their own. You know the whole call an ambulance, but not for me. <laughs> that that was the Ravens with their with their with their strategy on Mahomes. Oh, we're blitzing! Oh, call an ambulance, but not for me. And so I, that's what has me nervous. Is it's one thing if the Bengals just beat the Chiefs, that'll be a bummer and whatever. But if the Chiefs, like I've written three articles on self inflicted errors this year, and if I have to do it again, I'm going to cry. <laughs> And I don't want to cry. So that's what I'm nervous about. Nate, what about you? I know you you are looking closely at the uh the defense currently. Yeah, I mean, it's uh it's one of those rare cases because of what Seth said that like um as much as the twenty two players on the field will determine the outcome of the game, like the the, the microfine glass is, is pretty much on Steve Spagnolo. Um at least entering the game. Now, as the complexion and the game progresses, maybe it sort of changes. Um, but yeah, I, I get the sense that um, it's a couple things, guys. Ladies and gentlemen, I, I, I have asked our producer, Kent, if I could do this. I'm going to do this real quick. Oh, boy. Um, Ooh, jeepers. We I, don't ask Kent for permission for anything. We are a I, forgiveness-based show. I, <laughs> yeah, poor I, Kent. I, I, I love... I love I love children. I love kids. <laughs> if you are in your car, it's about to be profane. I'm sorry. We're about to get uh, we're about to get a curse. This shit is not normal. Okay, <laughs> like the Chiefs are in four straight AFC Championship games. They are hosting four straight AFC Championship games. Don't ever let this feel normal to you. Yeah. This week on Sunday. Like, a team is capable of beating the Chiefs. They're called the Cincinnati Bengals. Yes, yes! Sir, I understand that the Bengals' most important game of our lifetime was earlier this month when they beat the Chiefs to win the AFC North. I, I understand. I understand. But they're good. They are capable. Um, Now, I'm going to save my second um, bleep for later <laughs> in the show. I, I just get the sense that um, 
look, I know what the I know what the betting line is. I understand the experience. My my thing would be is you you can't you can't do the same thing if you're Spagnolo. I, I I really believe that. Like you make the team beat you, not two players, um, in Burrow and 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 Chase, um, and I I get the sense too that like for the Chiefs offense, um, they need to have the same level of focus, intensity. Uh, an urgency that they showed against the Bills because I think the Bengals are capable of scoring in the 30s. Um, and we know if turnovers get a little wonky, uh, this game could get even more interesting. So, yes, the Bengals need to score upper 30s, low 40s. That's quite the task, but they got enough talent to do it. Um, and so I would say that the Chiefs want to. The Chiefs want to be um, superior in this game, but I think the faster you get there, mm-hmm. the better for the overall outcome and mental uh, the mental you know burden put on everybody in that building. Um, you know, it's it's not going to be as as easy as you think it is, listener. And it's never it's always harder. I, I like it's always harder um, than you anticipate. Just about unless a, unless the Bengals just show up and they completely like do something they haven't done all year in big games. Um, so the first matchup was cute, Josh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> now I feel like now I feel like ooh, this is this is real. Like this is yeah. this is really real, and they about to like they're about to test you, and so. You don't want the Bengals in the fourth quarter to kind of be in the same position where the Bills were, where they can actually see the finish line. They can actually see light. They can actually picture themselves in Los Angeles Mm. or celebrating in the visitor's locker room. Like, I don't think you want those those thoughts to be in the Bengals' mind in the fourth quarter. I think you want to execute at a high level early and remind them of just how high they are up the mountain. And, you know, one team's done it two times getting to the Super Bowl um, instead of, you know, this upstart young group just being really, really talented. Um, By the way, they are more talented than their coaching staff. Mm. Um, The the, the players are more talented than the coaches. Every time I've watched the Bengals, they they are winning in spite of their coaches. Okay? I would argue again that Zach Taylor kind of galaxy brained it <laughs> late in the late in the first game. God, and, they gave it to them. Oh, I'm gonna get mad again. And and the and, and but again, the players are so talented that you got a penalty and you look like a genius because Patrick Mahomes never got the ball back. But that is more of a that's more commendable of the players. They sacked this man nine times, and the players Ugh. still won the game. Like, I, I'm just saying, their players are better than their coaches, at least as of now. Unless, mm-hmm. unless the coaching staff comes with something so marvelous, so well thought out, um, you know, that we haven't necessarily seen a team present to the Chiefs before, then I'll, then I'll, you know, then I'll obviously give give them credit. But I see a Bengal team that's like. Um, 
they are well coached, but they're better than their coaches. They they mm. just are. They just they just really are. But their quarterback is, you know, he he uh, he doing it in a real special way, guys. And and the coaching staff, I just I kind of feel like they're there for the ride. Hmm. That's actually kind of interesting. Uh, I like that. Th- this is one more thing, kind of on that macro level of of both the combination of don't let them see themselves spraying the champagne in the visitors' locker room in the fourth quarter, and, and also you saying at the beginning that this is not normal, and that no, we should not get to a place where we talk about this as if it's something that happens on a regular basis. Uh, Seth and I have uh, played ping pong back and forth a thousand times with, "Hey, did you know that the Patriots didn't win a Super Bowl for an entire decade?" Hit, "Hey, Josh, did you know the Patriots didn't win a Super Bowl for?" We 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 throw that around all the time because it helps put things in context, but. It is kind of interesting to me that I think if if Harrison Butker misses the kick after those 13 seconds, or really that would be more heartbreaking, I think, than the alternative of mm. if they if they if the Bills score with three seconds left on the clock and they try a kick return that doesn't get there, something like that. I think we could have gone into the offseason feeling just about the same about the Chiefs as we would have if that had gone slightly differently, just in terms of, like, they lost an instant classic. They are still, obviously, that team, but, man, the Bills got them today. You know, God bless them. Good luck. Good luck, Bills Mafia, whatever. And I think that if they end up in the Super Bowl and they lose to the Rams— Niners feel a little different because Jimmy Garoppolo, but if they lose to the Rams in the Super Bowl, I think we could say, you know, boy, it sucks that— They've lost two Super Bowls in a row. That's brutal, but they've been there for three in a row. All that. I, I think we could have reasonable conversations about that. I think of the three ways the season could now go and end in a loss, obviously, you know, not counting a Super Bowl win. If they lose to the Bengals, I do think people are going to have a little bit of animosity, completely forgetting that they were three and four at one point. Mm-hmm. Am I am I off base on that? Because that's how I, I think I think people are more comfortable about the the, the Bengals yes. game in a way that is going to make this not a not a look past your opponent type of game, but one where you're like, yeah, if they don't win this, I'm gonna be mad online afterwards. Yeah. Well <laughs> I think it I think it I think it's totally fair. Um because Joe Burrow is still really young. You know, Jamar Chase is a rookie. Like you just mm-hmm. you don't really see this every now and every now and then, but it, it's here. It's arrived. Like they beat a Tennessee Titans team. Like, Joe Burrow was better than Ryan Tannehill. That shouldn't have been the case based on experience, but that that's what occurred. Um, has there ever been a swag kicker in the NFL? Cause they I got, don't know. Because they kind of got it. I, I mean, Adam McPherson, is he the best kicker in the game? Ah! I mean, <laughs> guys, if I'm asking that question, th- it's a legitimate game. <laughs> I mean, mm-hmm. Um, they came back from 24, nothing against soon to be New England Patriots offensive coordinator, Bill O'Brien. Oh, I hope we are so lucky. Oh God, let it happen. Um, and look, I hope he's a better man and coach for it. Um, but look, they came back from 24, nothing. And then similar to what happened last weekend, the Titans beat the Ravens. And everybody was like, whoo, we ain't got to go to Baltimore. And then they was up 17-7 on you. And it was like, oh, that's right. This is really hard. <laughs> so if the same thing happens on 
this coming Sunday, like if the Bengals get a 14-7 lead or if it's 14-10 or if it's 20-10, my goodness. Um, like, I'm I'm telling myself I won't necessarily be surprised because, like, this, this team is super-duper talented. We tried to warn everybody uh, and I, th- I was, ble- I believe it was you, Seth. You were like, they have dudes <laughs> in the first matchup, like legitimate dudes. Um, and a couple coaches, but they got dudes, man. Um, <laughs> so I, that's mostly a joke, obviously. But I think, um, I think you're right, Josh. Like, every, I hope people don't forget seventeen seven. I mean, it's. Mm-hmm. I mean, I know the players don't forget, or the coaches, or the equipment people, or the people in the, you know, uh, training department, you know, uh, front office. It's it's on the Super Bowl ring, guys. Remember it, the, all the all the comebacks. So so they never forgot it, or they shouldn't, because it's literally on their championship ring. But I, I do get the sense that like some like some, and it's fine. I, I again, it's understandable. I'm not necessarily criticizing. I just I'm just we're just here to remind you that everybody was like. Oh, well, which game was better? I think even the Chiefs tweeted it out. Like, which one would you choose from? They did. They did. Texas or Bills? And it's like, but but the only reason that the, the Texan one holds up is because y'all won the championship. Right. But also, y'all got behind in both of them games. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, you don't, you know, the, the, the plan is to not get behind, of course. But it happens because the other team is talented. And that, that, that. That proves your point, Josh. So just just try to tell people again that yes, the team you root for has Patrick Mahomes, but they got some dudes, mm-hmm. and some of them dudes might be so much dude ish <laughs> <laughs> that with 13 seconds left or whatever the situation is, their coaches may bungle it even worse than the Bills. But them dudes is so many dudes, dudes, <laughs> that them dudes just do it to you. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager.
And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. <laughs> that's our macro look I feel great about that that's the game from from 30,000 feet let's zoom in some now because we got to talk about how they're going to try to handle these dudes uh and you, you got a little bit of it out earlier Seth but if people want to read this that there's a new piece up on the chief in the north newsletter just went up this morning uh, and kind of taking a look at what the Chiefs can do to slow down the Bengals offense and what they can do and learn from from last time out uh, let, let's get into the weeds a little bit here in terms of, hey, here's here's what I I hope to see from the pass rush, or here's what I hope to see that's that's going to be different than last time, or here's what the secondary needs to do differently. Walk me through a couple of those things. It it really does come down to keeping it simple. Um, you can't control refereeing, and there were some things that happened there that I don't think will happen. But the biggest thing that I saw on rewatch that that kind of confirmed what I thought I was seeing early on, I went back and and I'd, I'd broken down Chris Jones's film against the Bengals before, and so I remembered that. But what I had kind of forgotten is that the other guys were get, picking up wins as well. Melvin Ingram was, Frank Clark was, even like Mike Dana and Alex Okafor and, and uh, Jaron Reed, like they're kind of more complimentary pass rushers. They were picking up, up some wins against that Bengals offensive line, which is arguably worse now. And like, they just, they're not playing well. And man, Tennessee handed it to them. Um, that's just kind of a low key thing when you look at it. I mean, had Tennessee put up like, you know, 20 points, mm-hmm. a little more than they had a one. Mm-hmm. Uh, that, that, that's a reality because they do have dudes on that roster, but they have a very deficient offensive line and they happen to run into Ryan Tannehill, who is a unique quarterback in terms of what he needs to be effective. Um, so anyway, for, for the Chiefs, what, what I saw was just how often they were able to get pressure with four. And then I also saw several snaps where they dropped Jaron Reed into shallow coverage, which is never not funny when defensive <laughs> coordinators do that, which you can see why they do it right. It's to take away the hot route or, or you know, the quick dump off lanes. Um, just little, you know, just, just an area where they can no longer throw where receivers like to run through. But it's always funny. And Jaron Reed, he looks all spry when he does it, too. It's hilarious. But the the point being, they got pressure when they rushed three dudes. Mm. And that's bad. Like if you're if you're an opposing team and they can get and you because fields are huge, but if you've got eight NFL defenders in coverage and you've only got, you know, four guys running routes, that's tough. It's tough to find windows. They're they're just too good, too fast. And the Chiefs were able to get pressure with four. Not just when Jones was being a superhuman, which he was, because you got to assume the Bengals' primary thing this week. It's got to be like, okay, what do we do to make sure Chris Jones doesn't single-handedly wreck our offense? Although you think that they would have been like that with Simmons too, but they couldn't really because of Autry, I guess. I but like I'm not sure about that coaching staff either, honestly. Thank, they did thank, not- thank you, thank you. Uh, no further questions, Your Honor. Yeah, they, they didn't do a lot to protect Burrow as that game kept going. It's like, I think we're just going to keep running empty, guys. And it's like, they can't <laughs> block them. Like, stop Seth, running Seth, empty. Seth, Seth, 
some of their best plays were like, hey, go and spread. I'm going to just throw it to you right at the line of scrimmage. And right. it kind of looks like a screen, but like, I just want to get you the ball, man. Yeah, yeah, just, I don't want to get hit again. And that's the big thing is I would just say this with regards to Joe Burrow, who has a lot of awesome traits. The only proven alien on that roster right now is Jamar Chase. And Burrow is very good at giving Jamar Chase the ball. <laughs> now he's really good at a lot of stuff too, but like in and that's terms a valuable of like, trait. That yeah. is a val- that that's is a actually, super valuable trait. Being but able like, to you get take, the ball to Jamar Chase past a bunch of the defenders yeah. is a valuable trait. You if you if you get if you take Jamar Chase off that team and put like Stefan Diggs on it, it's a very different team. And Stefan Diggs is really really good. It's, it's just Jamar Chase is an alien with the ball in his hands, right? He's like Tyreek Hill level alien, just different, like in terms of how he does it. So the thing with the Chiefs is they can get pressure with three or four, and I don't think the Bengals coaching staff is going to protect him from it. I don't. I think they're going to keep lining up and empty. They're going to hope that the game is close enough they don't need to throw so they can run do play some play action stuff, which helps. But I think they're just going to keep lining up and shotgun empty and saying, well, Joe, sure would love it if you could get that ball out in under two seconds. And if you can get that kind of pressure with four people, you don't. Steve? Dang it, Steve, if you can get pressure consistently with four and even three at times, you don't need to blitz that much. Blitz sometimes, you know? Sorry, blitz. who are you? Sorry, I, I'm sorry. I, I zoned out for a second. I hate to cut you off. But who were, who did you who did you say that to? To Steve. Steve. To Spags. Steve. Stop. Who? Oh, my God. Were you telling Steve Spag no not to blitz? Oh, I just oh, sometimes... Wow. You have to be the thing that you're not to become the thing that you want to be. That's beautiful. I just don't I, – <laughs> I just feel like maybe oh. you kind of had a moment right there where you – I guess I was – I just was trying to think, oh, who's this Steve that he's talking about? Yeah. It's not Steve Spagnolo because he's telling <sighs> him to, to blitz less, and that's not – that's and not that, going to happen. I know it's not, and that's the thing. It's just I want them to think about in high-leverage situations what they do. And so that's the biggest thing. You can get pressure with with three or four, and that means you can play, if you want, a ton of zone coverage, which helps take away the threat of Burrow scrambling and allows you to, to, to halo Jamar Chase and allows you to prevent big plays. And it, there's just a lot of things that it can do for you. And well, now, Dude, hold on one second. I got to Google something. Hold on. Hey, Siri. Oh, God. Can a tiger change its stripes? <laughs> <laughs> So it says no. It says no. But it's just worth noting they can do it. And and, and here's the other thing to just – so they, 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 they should just try to get home with three or four and, and work more on confusing him with looks and trick him into going to his security blanket, which is Jamar Chase. Now, the problem is even if he throws like just some random loft to Jamar Chase, there's a 50-50 chance he comes down with it anyway, even if there's two yeah. guys there. But whatever. At least make Chase earn that. The second part is they got to finish. Because they got him multiple times, especially early with blitzes, mm-hmm. where you had Tyron Matthew. I mean, like he he hadn't even like taken his second step, and Matthews like in his lap, and Burrow kind of squirmed free. You had that happen once with him. You had it happen once with Clark. 
Um, there, there were just a couple times where the pressure was there. Burrow, for all the reputation he's getting against the Blitz, go back and watch the first half against the Titans. People are like saying, oh, Burrow's unstoppable against the Blitz. He was like 10 for 10. Well, other than like the six sacks he took, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because, and, and I'm not trying, that's not a denigration to Burrow. I think that's partly coaching, but he's yes. a second-year guy. Mahomes got got by Blitzes his second year too, and that's just bound to happen. You can get Burrow with Blitzes. You absolutely can. He does not see them all the time. He And then you'll end up, anytime, kids, here's, here's a good thing for you. Anytime. There is a free rusher just sprinting at the quarterback and he doesn't get that ball out immediately. Someone messed up and it was probably the quarterback because it's his job to know if he's got to go hot somewhere. It's not like, oh, oh, the center should have told. No, people think that all the time. The center does need to help with protections, but the quarterback needs to know if he's hot. And sometimes Burrow just misses those, but they got to finish. And those just just even those two things go differently. Just blitz a little less. You don't Mm -hmm. even need to blitz. Like, even like 20% of the snaps instead of like 30. In just not all of the high leverage situations. Fake a blitz. They had a couple great looking plays where they stacked the line of scrimmage and then dropped eight dudes into coverage. And because Cincinnati's offensive line coaching, I don't think is very good, they had three dudes just standing there next to Frank Clark while Chris Jones and Melvin Ingram had a one on one. And they both won that, by the way. Like, you can do that to them. So do that. Please don't just constantly, because that just, and it's not necessarily Burrow I fear there. I think he's a good quarterback. I feel like I'm coming across like a trash talker here. I did just see a Skip Bayless tweet saying now that Brady might retire, you know, Burrow might be the best quarterback in the NFL. Yes! Wow, I said on the radio last night that we were still going to end up, maybe it was Tuesday, that we were still going to get someone with a take that, like, Mac Jones they'd actually rather have than Patrick Mahomes for some reason. I didn't think we were going to get it today. Oh! Yeah. Well, and that's just, and that's, ugh. What a time to be alive. Yeah. (laughs) But, like, he can be got, but it's Chase that I fear. And that's the problem with this super aggressive approach. Charvarius Ward has done a great job for years being a guy who can hold his own in tough one-on-one matchups. He can't do it against Jamar Chase. He cannot. He showed that. I don't Uh, think Sneed can either. I was going to say, how how about about LeJarius Sneed? I think Snead's got a better shot because I think he plays the ball better. But doing that, to me, it's like you're literally, you know, it's like if the Bengals are like, well, what's the thing you do best? One-on-one shots to Jamar Chase. And it's like, well, you know, we might as well just let them do that. And that just, it just makes me crazy. Hey, we could could double-team Tracy McGrady and get out of the first round, or we could just let him cook us for 60 a night. Yeah. It's like, ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, we're not going to double team him. That, that's not what we do. We don't trap like that. It's like, well, then McGrady's going to drop 60 on you. <laughs> Pretty much. And, 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 and this is a history lesson, kids. Most teams double team Tracy McGrady. And uh, right now, who was the second best teammate in Tracy McGrady's career? And that's the whole point. Yeah. And by the way, kids, like, you know, I, I haven't watched the NBA in a while. I just don't have time for anything ever. Tracy McGrady health derailed it. One of the greatest scores I've ever seen. Incredible. Like, Incredible. dude just couldn't. And he looked, and it, what was even more amazing is he always did it half asleep. <laughs> <laughs> so that that that's the biggest thing is like, just, just keep it simple. Avoid mistakes. Don't be your own worst enemy. And they really should be fine. The, the Bengals have too much talent to give them easy yards, right? Because they're going to get some of that just by having aliens. Don't give them other easy stuff, and you really should be okay. 
And, and again, the Titans, I think, have a better defense than the Chiefs. But don't just play directly in their hand with all this, well, we're just going to play man. Fine, if you want to play man, then play press man and have a guy right over the top of Chase. And one reason I'm a little nervous, which, and Nate, you and I, I know you'd mentioned this after the game. Now that I've reviewed every snap against the Bills, man, Tyron Matthew got hurt. And they were like, well, I guess we're running too high with man. Too high. Yep. And, or, no or disguises, high. boys. No yep. disguises. We, we, Stay we, in your spots. It's, it's too high or single high, and we're playing man. <laughs> that was like the game right there. Like, there and was people, some look, variation, but and, and, not and, much. And the crazy thing is, look, physically he executed at the highest level. But sometimes you do want to remind whether it's the national narrative or like how these things are discussed. Josh Allen is excellent. But guys, there was no disguise. So if you don't get home, you're getting cooked. Okay. You're getting you're getting flame broiled. All right. Yeah. It's a little bit different when Patrick has to do it because there was nobody on the Bills that was hurt in the middle of the game, okay? Mm-hmm. And I know Davis White is great, but, like, you knew he wasn't playing when the game started. That was mm-hmm. different than kind of goes to our, our, our back and forth all year, Seth. Chris Jones, he is the most talented. But Tyron Matthew, whoo, that boy is imp- – that, that – sir – you are important. You are very, very important to this <laughs> operation. Because uh, it it, it kind of blew my mind, and it was why I was, like, in the press box. And I, I don't know, maybe I should have said it on Twitter or whatnot, but I was I was taking notes, and it was just like, man, they got Armani Watts out there. And God bless them, either they don't trust Armani to, like, show a disguise and get back to where he's supposed to be in time, or... Just keep it simple, stupid, which I kind of, which I kind of understand. But but you're, I mean, I'm I'm so glad you you got to see it because in person in the stadium it was like, I mean, ain't nobody rolling. I mean, ain't nobody real, ain't nobody move like like ain't nobody moving when it was motion behind it. Um, and they ain't really rocking down one way or the other. Uh, nobody's coming up to the line at late in the in the in the, in the clock so i mean it's just well they also this is like 1996 madden oh was, my god it was like straight man coverage by and large with a little bit of, of of cover two zone sprinkled in and i think part of that also is fenton was hurt too and i think yes. he's their best zone corner i think sneed's their best well man ward's a good man corner he doesn't get enough credit sneed's a much better tackler and blitzer and he's better contesting the ball but i don't know if he's quite as sticky as ward is in coverage because, I mean, Sneed's good, but Ward's really sticky. He just doesn't always catch the, you know, locate the ball. But Fenton is their zone dude. Like, he does not miss assignments in zone. And so between him and that and Matthew being out, you Spags was like, well, we're going to pare this down to about 10% of our playbook and mm-hmm. see what happens, boys. And honestly, <laughs> before the fourth quarter, they were doing all right. And then, 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 then they weren't. Yeah, pretty. I would say pretty quickly, and then pretty violently. They they then weren't. Uh, <laughs> Nate, what would what would you add to that in terms of some of the specifics that we should be looking for now? And also, we should make that make that note that Tyron Matthew was at practice today, but then Andy Reid said he had not yet cleared concussion protocol. Would have to do that after practice. He was at practice with the helmet on. Yeah, <laughs> Andy. Feel feel pretty good about him clearing concussion protocol. Yes, I, I think I think I think uh, it's one of those like technicalities. Like, well, technically. At the time of me saying this, which meant all they went to Tyron and said, hey, bro, you feeling fine? <laughs> Literally while he was at the podium, probably. 
<laughs> yeah. So he was, a, so he was a full participant today with his injury report designation concussion. Concussion. <laughs> I know. I saw that. It was. It was excellent. I think somebody made a mistake there based on the league's rules of like the injury report. If he has cleared the concussion protocol, then he would be in essence removed from the injury report because there would mm-hmm. be no reason to put him on it. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, I. I don't know. Sometimes. We're, we're human, is what, I, is what I'm ultimately getting at. But I think when Andy Reid was telling us that, and of course, to your point, Josh, see, seeing him in a helmet, you know, running out there, uh, <laughs> doing all the things he's, he's supposed to do. Um, I, I just, I just, this is very simplified, and it's mostly tongue-in-cheek, but it, might have, it may have honestly been Rick Burkholder going to his locker being like, what's my name? <laughs> okay, he's clear. <laughs> okay, okay, he's clear to go, boys. Now, obviously, like that's not how it works. <laughs> There's a lot of technology involved, and you got to get back to your cognitive baseline. <laughs> you, you remember those? You remember the Snickers commercial, the football yeah. guy? What yeah. down is it? Third down. Who am I? Coach. Who are you? <laughs> I am Batman. <laughs> So, those two things may have been uh, may have been happening at the at the same time. To where tomorrow, um, he you know tired to wake up. Uh, you're supposed to self report if you feel anything that is unusual. You get into the facility, you go through another baseline test, and then Sorry. you are cleared, which could happen on Friday, as 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 when you may be listening to this, uh, dear sir, young madam. Now, Seth, were you just giggling at the idea of Tyron Matthew waking up the Friday before the AFC Championship game and self-reporting a headache? Is that what you're yeah, giggling at? Look, look, I don't know, I don't know Tyron Matthew personally, um, but I have a feeling that, like, unless he cannot see, he's gonna. Uh, How are you feeling, Tyron? Oh, I feel fine, Coach. Why? Well, you stole my car and drove into the side of the stadium. Uh, you know, just like... <laughs> oh, but I'm here, though. I might as well play. I mean, I, mean, I made it. Yeah, 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 but I'm here, coach. I feel okay. What a weird thing. I was just a little mad at you, but we're okay now. Like, there's just... There's I'm just, just stole my I'm car. Just telling, I'm you just stole you. my car is a nice detail. I'm just telling you the text, <laughs> fellas. I'm just telling you the text of which you were supposed to go by. Yes. Yes. Well, people do weird things when they have head injuries or diabetes. So, also true. Yeah, people are again. Once again, people are saying. Um, here's here's like two little things I want to throw out to you guys and tell me what you think because, especially after the Bills game, it is even more, the Jamar Chase stat line and not just the stat line, the overall performance. Right. It is an enormous outlier in the way the Chiefs have have handled number one pass catchers throughout mm-hmm. the rest of this season. Like, it is a sore thumb. And part of it you can point to quarterbacks and other situations, but, like, Keenan Allen didn't cook the Chiefs either of those uh, matchups. Darren Waller was hurt for one of them. But, like, CeeDee Lamb in the half that he played didn't do much of terrible consequence. Um, you know, again, Jerry Judy had a a couple of those like boundary shots and one of them probably should have been converted early in that game but Drew Locke was his quarterback instead of Joe Burrow uh, and there's not a a murderer's row of those number 1 pass catchers in the winning streak of the season the best receiver there is Devontae Adams but his quarterback was Jordan Love so you can split that up but it's it is still kind of funny to me especially looking at at Diggs basically being shut down and then the Chiefs being beaten by a, a secondary or even tertiary pass catching option from the Bills I I am curious what it is that that 
Jamar Chase did differently, um, which I will also stitch together with something that I've heard people talk about, you know, forever of uh, if you're a if you're a defensive back and you're out on the outside, the boundary is like an extra defender. The sideline yes. is an extra defender. Yes. Right. And so if you have a big body receiver just running straight down the sideline, like <laughs> you would remember Jamar Chase doing on third and 27, it's not real like double coverage but if you're Traverius Ward you're in a pretty good spot because if the ball goes too far past you both it's overthrown if it's too short you can both come back for it if it's too far on your side maybe you catch that ball if it's too far the other side it's out of bounds if it's too high you can push him out and still Jamar Chase comes down with the football like that is a, a relatively incredible phenomenon and an incredibly difficult thing to actually pull off. And the Bengals were able to do that. But those are just two things that I've been kind of kicking around these last couple of days. Mm. And I'm wondering what, what that does for you guys. If you think there's anything to connect there or if I'm an idiot, which is also on the table. No, you're not. I just think, you know, some adjustments to that are, or potentially one. Uh, and look, I don't know if Tyron played particularly well in the, in the Bengals game either, um, which is like, a footnote, um, but mm-hmm. I, I wonder if you can shade those safeties. Either it's, and when I mean those, I mean Juan Thornhill and or Tyron Matthew. Uh, if you can shade them a little closer versus just being deep middle or or, or single high, which the Chiefs, I mean, it kind of depends on the formation, um, to where if it's a 50-50 ball, and this is what made the Bills, this is what, I think it was Micah Hyde, right? This is what made Micah Hyde's inter- interception of Mac Jones so incredible, was that he was playing closer to the deep middle and somehow got there. Yep. So what you would want is the sideline, one defender, the man-to-man coverage, second defender, and then you want your safety kind of as that like soccer sweeper who can come in and maybe intercept the ball or uh, put a big hit legally, hopefully, um, or he can knock the ball. He can help, you know, deflect the pass um, in some way so that you have, you know, logically three defenders, two of which can actually do something with the football. Um, so I wonder if that's, if that's a sort of, that was my immediate thought as you were saying that Josh, which is so, which is so interesting. And also too, like, um, if if we if we think correctly, if we go about this the right way, logically, is this a game where we find out how good T. Higgins is? Because mm. T. Higgins, I think, is number two. Tyler Boyd is fine. He's really, really good. I think T. Higgins is probably like what gives you a little bit of the shakes. Yeah. Well, Higgins is a dude that, I mean, I, I really like the way he plays. I know there's a lot of people that, that talk about him as being more consistent than Chase, although not anymore. That was more like early in the year, right? Mm -hmm. People were like, oh man, Higgins might be better. And then like Chase was like, you know, doing the things that he did. Um, And that's, that's going to be huge in the sense that if they can't just get by with alien stuff from Chase, which it's hard to see that happening two games in a row, because mm-hmm. it usually doesn't happen to the Chiefs. Your, your name would be Jerry Rice. Yeah, like this is like this is some 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 Travis Kelsey type stuff. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. and even Kelsey rarely takes over a game like that. Like he took over that Chargers win late in the season. Like like that was that level. 
where it was like, holy crap, he's just the best player on the field right now. But you you don't think he can do it twice, generally speaking, just because that's really, really hard to do at the pro level, especially in the playoffs against high caliber teams. Mm-hmm. So I think that's where Higgins comes into play, where they need someone else who can step in and consistently, not just once or twice in the game, get some separation, find the open spots in some zones, that that sort of thing. I It's just hard when your offensive line is really bad. So you need everyone else to perform at a high level to even have an average offense when your offensive line is bad. And so it, it's so interesting to me. I, I'm, I'm also really interested in seeing like so far, it seems like the Bengals have really kind of adopted. Like I think Burrow like gave like a speech to team, like kind of like why not us type thing. Mm-hmm. And it seems like teams kind of take on the personality of their quarterbacks a lot of the time. Mm-hmm. And so I don't think they'll shrink from a big moment. Um, but I do think, and I could be wrong here. I've, I, I've, I've looked a little bit at like what the stands look like in Tennessee during games. Oh, here, here. Oh, okay. And, and, and look again, Burrow's not, Burrow's not going to get shook up by anything. He's played for national championships. He's not a guy that uh, I would. Uh, him uh, 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 <laughs> uh, I don't think he's going to get shook. Uh, but, jo- but Josh, Josh Allen got shook. Josh Allen did get shook. Uh, he he got a little that, shook, that, and that, this year he didn't. But that, last year he did. Right, and, and there was a time, uh, the year escapes me, but there was a time where John Elway had had to tell the ref had to tell the referee, "Hey, dog, I can't hear. I just I still can't believe that's can the you, thing that happened." Can you by quiet the way. these? Can you quiet them down? That was the whiniest crap I've ever seen in my life. Hey. I'm surprised more people aren't still mad about that. Hey, Steve, I, Steve, Steve Young was like, "I ain't shook." We gonna pl- we gonna throw we gonna throw the ball from the five yard line. Wow, where did he come from? No, yeah, no, man, I remember that game. That I thought I I I was he, worried about him. <laughs> yes, I thought he killed Steve Young. <laughs> <laughs> just like, you can't do that to Steve Young. Oh my goodness! But I I am curious about that because most teams go through a a series of stages to get there, right? And so like the Chiefs with Mahomes. You know, they they kind they didn't really go through the stage, but they had they were kind of they'd been to the playoffs. They'd won playoff games. They'd kind of done some of that. And even then, you know, the AFC Championship that first half against the Patriots, you they they dug themselves in a hole. And maybe the Bengals are good enough to skip that step, right? Maybe Burrow really is that good a leader, that good whatever. But I, I would just say there there is a difference between beating the Chiefs in Week 17 at, at away. Versus beating them at Arrowhead in the playoffs in a game where Chiefs fans, through some fault of my own, are ready to be a factor in the game. And if you think beating the Chiefs during the regular season, they they really have reached that point, I think, especially if they can win this game. I think they officially reach that point next year where people, if they beat them during the regular season, people are going to be giving the same treatment they gave the Patriots. It's like, well, well, let's see what happens when it matters. You, you, you are exactly, you have arrived at what I've been sitting on here for a while, which is a little analogy. The Bill, the, the Bengals right now would love to be the 2018 Chiefs, where it's, it's a little different, obviously, because they got the glimpse of Burrow already. And, and this season for Burrow has not been 2018 Mahomes, but it's, 
it's everything coming together and then you lose a coin toss and you just barely miss out and then next year's going to be your year. I remember saying that about the Bengals leading up to the regular season game of like, I think this team is, they, they have a, a very good quarterback who is super young and an alien receiver who is even younger, or at least a year less than like, he's not, no, he's definitely younger than Burrow because Burrow was transferring and stuff. Um, I think that that's, that's what the Bengals wanted. To, this season's been a success by leaps and bounds for them already, because they've already cleared that point. Uh, if if they lose this game, they could go in the next year with all of that hype you could ever want to offer them as the you know a legit challenger right there with the Bills. Mm-hmm. Yep, especially if they they're give not the supposed Chiefs to win this game though. Right, right. Exactly. Absolutely. That w- they would be skipping a step if they did that. Yes. And I also right. I just think every level things obviously ramp up. There's just everything changes at every level. And I just think there's a big difference between, and, and you can ask the Bills about this, right? We just saw that. The Bills mollywopped the Chiefs in week five. Now, that, that there's a lot more distance between the games, right? And the health stuff is different and all that. So that, that I think the Bengals-Chiefs game, that was just three weeks ago. So there, there's, there's more resembling there. But there's just a difference between beating them there and then coming to Arrowhead in, in January. I just think that's a little different. Now we'll see. Maybe it doesn't affect them at all. But boy, if you're the Bengals, now they came back from down 14 in the regular season one because they right they were down 14. People forget this. The Chiefs' defense dominated those first two series, mm-hmm. and their offense marched on the field. They're up 14 nothing, and then Jamar Chase. Like just just if you could just stop Chase from making a couple of alien plays early. Mm-hmm. If the Chiefs go up 14-zip, 14-3, 17 whatever, right? That's going to be very tough to overcome because then you've got to start throwing the ball all the time, and their offensive line sucks. All right, young fella, come, 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 <laughs> sit, come sit down. I, uh, this is my least favorite Nate. I, I heard you said some, some, some shit <laughs> that I just cannot I – can't, I can't agree with the son. Now look, now look, I know, I know Tuscaloosa gets loud. I know Baton Rouge on a Saturday night in September is glorious, okay? But, son, this is the NFL, okay? You playing for championships. This man is not Orgeron, okay? They gonna come after your ass, and I mean... All of them, all seventy nine thousand. Okay, not wearing orange, and you won't even tell they wearing orange because it'll look so close to red. <laughs> Son, quit, quit it, stop it. <sighs> it started this... out with me thinking that it was a fun curmudgeon. Now I'm starting to wonder if he has a drinking and breathing problem. <laughs> I, I really thought what you were doing is this was going to be Joe Burrow trying to, like, psych up his offensive line with a collapsed lung or something <laughs> like that. Because he – I mean, Chris Jones, it is almost impossible to exaggerate what Jones did to their interior line. Maybe they adjust and they have a great game against him. Maybe. You, you never know. But that they're just – they haven't done anything that shows that they can do that stuff. But back like, in, on paper. But, 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 but back in my day, youngin', young blood – Back in my day, we just shut our traps and went out there and got touchdowns. Okay, we didn't we didn't riot the fans. All right, 
You were the road team. Shut your trap and throw the football, okay? <laughs> Don't talk about the other team's fans. You may not even get in the building. That character did come around for me over over the course of the bit. I, you know, I'm I'm you know I'm here for I'm here for uh, Nate Nate's curmudgeon character. He needs a name. Uh, but my I'm, name's Alfred. Uh, <laughs> it's what? <laughs> Man, you're just like you're like the brutal character on Encanto. Who is Hernando? I am Hernando. <laughs> <laughs> In 1975, I, we, I knew there was more. We got on a bus. There were no seatbelts. There was no DVD players. <laughs> no seatbelts. We just lined up and threw the football all on their asses, and then we got <laughs> back on the bus with no seatbelts, no <laughs> tablets, no DVD players. Hell. Frank smoked a whole pack the way back home. <laughs> but we shut our traps. We scored touchdowns. And we got back on the bus. You know who the team trainer was? The dirt. I rubbed a little dirt on it. Uh, I, for, for absolute lack of a way of finding a, a clear path at the end of this show, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna ask you guys for a final thought and then whatever whatever remaining gas and profanity Nate has left in the tank. No, that's a, that's, uh, that's the only two I got. Two? Okay. That's my two. All right. You get two, and then you have to become. Then you're rated R, I think. Uh, the one thing also is we we just did uh, this entire podcast, and I don't really think we talked about the Chiefs' offense one time. Nope. I I think all three of us we can go around the room and just confirm this, but that is because they're really good, and they're gonna be really good against the Bengals. They were pretty good against the Bengals the first time, and uh, we think we think that we're in for like a full a, a full uh, four act performance from the Chiefs' offense here, probably right three at, three at worst. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I, uh, by the way, keep, uh, when the Chiefs are on offense, if you can somehow take your eyes off of Kelsey Mahomes or Hill, watch Orlando Brown because he did not play in the first matchup. And if he helps keep Patrick Mahomes clean and they go to the Super Bowl, that contract just gets real nice for uh, for, yep. for for Orlando Brown Jr. He's already earned a pretty decent contract, and he's he's getting better and more comfortable in the system. It, it's it's been cool to see. Um, I would just say this. I really think this is a game much like Buffalo. I, I really think, uh, it would, again, honoring Therese because he, he coined it. this. You want to talk about over my dead body. This is like going to be like over my dead body and all of my friends and my family. And mm. like, like you are going <laughs> – the things that they will have to do, like the cataclysm – meltdown that – they, that that would have to occur would be like my attempt to say cataclysmic, mm. or, would... or your or your psychotic child's Mickey Mouse impression storming onto the field, <laughs> yeah, right. just gutting yeah, everyone out of the field. <laughs> so oh, Seth, what, find what's, you, it gonna, <laughs> like, what's it going to take for Patrick Mahomes to not throw for three hundred plus yards in this game? Woohoo! It's me. I'm coming. <laughs> Here I am. Exactly. And so I, I'm not worried about the offense. Unless everyone else just melts down. I'm worried about the offense maybe against either San Fran or LA if they make it that far. Yeah. But but the, the Bengals defense I don't think has the horses to give them a ton of problems on their own if they play even a, a B minus game. And I think Mahomes is gonna be insane again. And we all think they're winning. What about the give you the seven points? What do you what do you uh what's your what's your side on that? I think the Chiefs cover. I kinda do wow. too. Wow. Um 
I do too, but I don't think it's 14 all game. I do think they cover though. Yeah, yeah. I, I, the Chiefs should win, but it, it might be, it might it might make you more nervous than you want. Would be yeah, my, would be my, I guess prediction. Well, then, there it is. This has been your latest edition of Times Ours. Your yet another, as we do every season, Chiefs home AFC Championship game preview episode. Because we just <laughs> we just have those in, in Sharpie on the calendar now. And uh, that's that's uh, that's it. There's great stuff to read currently published right now from Nate up on The Athletic and from Seth up at uh, mnchiefsfan.substack.com. We're all on Twitter at ByNateTaylor, at RealMNChiefsFan, at JB Briscoe as well. Uh, Nate's got some stuff coming for sure over these next uh, couple of days Seth I'm I'm I don't know what your plans are uh but uh I mean they'll all be they'll be figured out soon enough I would recommend you going to both of those places and making sure you subscribe both to the athletic and to the chief of the north newsletter and uh reading the work of both of these fellas here so uh with that I will turn it over to you Nate Taylor curse up however much you need to get people where they need to be or to land your bit whatever whichever one you prefer to take us into a championship game no cursing just a quick preview uh if you are going to Sunday's game and your voice is not severely messed up afterwards, then I guess you didn't, I guess you didn't, you didn't scream loud enough. Mm. Um, I, I don't know if I've made the comparison on, uh, on this podcast before, but on Friday, uh, sometimes a story takes a whole year to do. And I should have a story that comes out Friday on Travis Kelsey. Um, you should check it out and read it if you have some time. But as I've told these fellas, and I think I'm about to say it publicly, and I wish I had time when I interviewed him to ask him about it, he is not in the twilight of his career like this character. But Travis Kelsey, to me, is Roy Kent. I love it. <laughs> and I, love I, it, I just want you to keep that in mind when you read the story on a website called theathletic.com. 